it's just the two of us. Welcome Adorable. to the mailbag. It's just a Ad- couple friends. Just a couple pals. Chatting publicly. <laughs> <laughs> As we do every week. As we do every single week. We just talk publicly like friends that we are, just transparent about our friendship. And just... And not privately. Not privately. Out to the world. (laughs) That's the best. No no in-between, no real check-ins. No... No in-between, yeah, yeah. That would would make it less surprising on the meeting. Right. On the the sink, the chat and sink. We burn through our regular small talk pretty fast yeah we burn through it that's the thing i really like about us actually is there is not much small talk professional friends mm-hmm. i love your laugh by the way darlene <laughs> thanks <laughs> it makes me so happy i don't know why it always when makes I, me want to laugh too when i really get going it's pretty cackly be pretty pretty oh, big oh yeah i've seen the, i've seen this girl cackle before man a head back <laughs> Not hot. Something to behold. <laughs> yeah, luckily the luckily you're not building your comedy career on a foundation of hotness. That's not exactly like the direction that you're you're going I mean, with your comedy a bit career. Of a compliment, though. Thank you. I totally agree. Um, and yes, that was. Yeah. Well, I'm. Tr- I mean, I'm trying to think of. Did you just call Darlene not hot. No. I actually didn't. If you listen, if you listen, play it back, Eden. Listen to the words I said. I picked them very carefully. I both didn't call Darlene not hot because I would never do that. And I said that she was funny. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Well, I was pretty not hot last night. I um, did a variety show last night called The Talkies. Yeah, which was really fun. I was really nervous because he was basically like... No, no, not stand up, but do anything. And I was like, anything? And he's like, anything. And I was like, do you know how intimidating anything is? Um, but yeah, I did a character. So it was really fun. What was the character? Um, I was a 16-year-old Australian boy that was doing a pitch on um, whether or not the platypus sanctuary was uh, worth the investment. <laughs> I love it. So, yes. So, Eden, I don't know if you... I don't know how I ever would have come up with that. I don't know if you saw Darlene's Instagram yesterday, but there was... She did post a little teaser picture of herself with a prepubescent mustache. mustache. And I I was going to ask... Wait, what's your... Eden, I tried to find you, too. I couldn't find you. Um, Let's let's do this. Let's connect friends privately (laughs) via Instagram. I'm all in. I'm doing it. Privately, but also publicly on this podcast. Well, we're sharing it publicly, (laughs) but I'm privately connecting you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, okay. I'm letting everybody know about it. Maybe I could chat it, though. But yeah, I tried to find you, too. And I couldn't. Yeah, mine is Pikachu Lou, and I don't think I ever have my name. Like, I don't have Eden on on there anywhere. Mm, So that may be why. Yeah, it is why. (laughs) That may be why. That's intentional, Um, folks. She wants to be secret. (laughs) On it the ground. Oh, I like that. On Twitter too. I don't think I have. I try not. Oh, I think I had to put add my first name onto Twitter for work purposes. Maybe. Mm. No, I don't have it on there either. Yeah, I was like, I actually was pretty intentional about not putting Eden anywhere on um on my socials, and uh, love it. Yeah, yeah. That 
no, no reason. Just that's why <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah. I'm weird. Whatever. I'm weird. Whatever. I mean, I am also weird. I was a 16 year old boy on stage last night. But yes, so. let's, let's get back to that. So you yeah. threw up this oh, picture of the stash, which was magnificent. <laughs> nice. And I definitely yeah. had a moment of hesitation where I'm like, is that is she a just, hot guy? I know well, that wasn't a hesitation. <laughs> I knew that straight ahead. But the hesitation was, is this a filter? Mm-hmm. Or is this, are we going analog makeup and <laughs> application? Analog. So tell, take What's us through analog, the process. Right? Take us through the process of, of your mustache application. Okay, so the that was an immediate picture right after I put it on. Basically, I the communication between me and the producer was very minimal. And so I got there and his introduction slide to me was my actual name, Darlene, in my picture. And I was like, oh, but... I'm actually doing a character and I'm going to be a boy. And he was like, well, what's your name? And I was like, Danny Murphy. So he updates the name. And I was like, well, I can't have a picture of Darlene next to Danny Murphy. And he's like, all right, well, go put your costume on and I'll take a picture of you right now. And so I ran upstairs and like put the costume on really fast and like just like drew the mustache on really quickly with eyeliner. That was what I was like, it looks like eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like smudge it and I didn't like really do the details, but it was just to get a quick pick for the slide um, intro which was really fun. And some people came up to me after the show and thought I was really Australian. Yes. So that's Ooh, the other nice. part of it that we need to get into, Dara, because yeah. you have a fascination with <laughs> the the dialect. I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's, it's such a fascinating one. Like it yeah. sounds like... Oh my God, this is amazing. sarcastic, yes. but she they're not always it. giving a good time. Like they're like, they're like <laughs> even if it's a serious subject, they're like, yo you are looking like shit but it's kind of like funny you can still laugh at them i don't know i just really love it there it is there it is folks yeah <laughs> that, so so that that's the other part that i want to investigate is is you are from the great white north of canada <laughs> yeah. how did you find yourself <laughs> so in interested in the, the speech and the culture of the culture yeah an island I, uh, that you've have you ever been there Yes, I have. But okay. I went to I went to college in Vancouver and um, we would go to Whistler a lot, which is like a ski town nearby, like an hour away. We go there a lot and it's just completely run by Australians and Kiwis who come mm. over for the ski season. Gotcha. And so you're always out of the bars and like hanging out and you just like hear people talking all the time. And then the other thing is it's like a lot of young people traveling. So they're always like getting really drunk oh, and yeah. just being buffoons. And so we kind of like to imitate them a lot. So we would talk to each other. Like all my college friends can do that. <laughs> yes. 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 So we would just do it to each other. And then we all got like kind of good at it. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. I, yeah. I awesome. crossed paths the most with Australians when I was traveling Europe. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They love to travel. They love to get after it. Mm-hmm. And that was my main exposure, but yeah. So, so you you fully inhabited <laughs> to the point where you were fooling people last night. So I'd say the variety yeah. show went well. Have you have you it considered went... taking this character and turning it into more of a <laughs> yeah a permanent <laughs> bit? I mean, I've always thought of making them into bits, but then I've never like had the pressure to do it, and I'm just a naturally lazy person. So mm. I just don't. Same, know. same. They're like they're like, oh, you're doing this. You're doing a show, and I was like. 
fuck. I don't know what to do. Dora, you know like, that yeah, diamonds don't form on their own, right? Like, you know, that is a romantic thing that you just said. And I will take that <laughs> to my face. I can't wait for Paul Ball to hear this and, and uh, give us yeah, a... No, uh, Paul, how, yeah. give us Let the us rundown, the feedback. <laughs> He's our it genuine is, Australian pretty, listener. It's a thick mix between the Kiwi and the Aussie one, actually. Like, I mix up the words sometimes. Oh so, like, God. I do get negative feedback from Australians sometimes. So, like, no, that's too Kiwi. Well, so, Brian Licky-icky-icky, you as well, sir. We are summoning you. So, we got a, we got a Kiwi yeah. and we got an Aussie. We'll get Perfect. joint feedback. Perfect. It's fantastic. And it is quite a time to be into the New Zealand comedy sensibility as Taika Waititi continues to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. Thor movie, man. That's another thing. Like, Flight of the Concords, like, was yep. so funny. Oh, yeah. But don't you think, like, a big part of it, why it was funny, is their accent? Jermaine, like, Jermaine is a hilarious actor and comedian, mm-hmm. but his voice is doing a ton of the heavy lifting. I know. Him. No, and I think it's just because it always sounds like it sounds sarcastic almost. And maybe right. that's just to us. It sounds sarcastic, but it just sounds sarcastic, which makes it like exponentially funnier. I See, think- I work with a bunch of people like uh, like Brits and I'm like, I don't think I can like do I, can, I don't think I could ever do an accent. So I feel like people that can do accents, like <laughs> especially like I'm just like I'm like in awe right now. Like I feel like oh. I would have a better chance of like. Emily, maybe you'll agree with this. Is like if if I try to do like a Busan accent and like when I try to speak Korean, like I think that's almost easier for me than like trying to do an accent in English. Uh, wow, I would be very impressed by that. That would not be me though. <laughs> I think the only accent I can hold for any period of time is like a deep Southern accent. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, I got that yeah. one. I'm from the South. It still slips out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between xenophobe and I do it for trivia where I'll I'll try to read the lyrics in a different voice. That's that's where I do most of my like exploration. And it's just like Darlene said, it's just it's just practice. If you've been if you've been doing Australian accents with your friends since you were in college, it's like ten yeah, years of <laughs> talking talking yeah, wild talking your belt. silly. Yeah. And then I lived there for a bit and then I worked at an Australian company here. Oh, you lived there for a bit? Cool. Not for like that long, like six months. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Uh, Did you a, study like abroad or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was that helps being, solidify. Being it. immersed for sure helps, though. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, it's just yeah. like learning a language, except it's English. Yeah. <laughs> <differently>. <laughs> no, it works. It, it, it checks out. It checks just out. Checks out. Another dialect of English that I'm really good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I really want to get good at the Irish accent, but I find that one pretty hard. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be tough. It's a little yeah. Yeah, I can do I can do a decent British one. Mm-hmm. Talk a bit proper, you know, just oh, yeah. sound a bit more professional when you're talking. Ah, role play, I can see it coming. And then sometimes you gotta get real, you know, down and dirty. Ooh. Down in the south there. Oh yeah. Just kinda add I some think, gravel. Yeah, I really to your think voice. I'm like to hearing British accents now. Oh, do you, Eden? Oh, Is yeah. that what you Except- like? Oh, I except, see. Except, I will say, when I was at the airport last time in London, I was asking for, like, where's the Uber pickup? The guy responded in English, but I could not understand him. <laughs> like, at all. Like, I have no was idea. It, was he dropping slang words you didn't know, or 
Was it just the, nah, the accent? Nah, man, I, I have no idea. I was like, I talk to you British people all the time. I just like, you, I couldn't you understand British people, him. watch yourself, yeah, Eden. You, you people. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you'll be allowed My to walk around London freely if you keep talking like that. Well, but Eden, when you were in New Orleans, were you able to understand the Creole type accents? Because I can't really understand. That's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. What? What do you mean? It's not a real thing. Uh Like people, nobody in New Orleans talks like, it's, it's like a, that's like a fake thing. Like no one, no one in New Orleans calls New Orleans Nolans either. Like, you know how like, that's like, people think that. My grandma grandma pushes that agenda Not a single person, not a single person in New Orleans calls it that. Did Hollywood just (laughs) do that or? (laughs) I have no idea. It's, it's some weird agenda, but we're just like, yo, anytime people like roll in, like, yo, what's up y'all? I'm in Nolens. We're just like, oh God, please stop. (laughs) I'm in Nolens. You're like, oh, sweet baby. Oh no, you're not. Can you leave? (laughs) Yeah, but Emily, I don't think I'd be able to, if, if people did talk like that, I don't think I'd be able to understand them. (laughs) That's why I, I give people mad props for when they come here as adults and then have to, like, they, they don't settle in, like, New York or, like, California, but they'll go somewhere where there's, like, more of an accent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, colloquialism, and then they're, like, they have to relearn English, kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> My friend, um, who's from Iran, she, she came here, and the first place she lived was, um, I think, in Alabama, and <laughs> so she had to learn... Relearn English with like Southern accents, like heavy ones. Wow. Yeah. That'd be nuts. That would be nuts. I had a friend from Oklahoma and he said he trained himself out of his accent, which I think is kind of sad. I was like, your accent's cool. Like, (laughs) just keep it. He's like, no, I lived in New York. I couldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your accent is usually, it's usually does work for you if you go somewhere else right so like yeah even if you just have the most basic british accent if you come to america everybody is like whoa you're so classy and (laughs) attractive because you talk different but yeah you also don't yeah it's except if you are going from oklahoma to new york and then they probably treat you like shit because they're like oh you country bumpkin you're clearly not from here yeah, maybe like that's why. I don't know. I don't think anyone has ever told me that my accent is classy. And <laughs> you sound classy and attractive right go now. To, go to oh, go if you go to a different country, <laughs> maybe though. Like that's the thing. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. In Korea, in, in Korea, I used to get that all the time. But that's I think also because I have a little bit of a southern like twang when I talk. So they were like, "Oh, that's that's cool." <laughs> like, ah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite is definitely the Cali bro way of talking, dude. Like that's the most fun. Like if you just imagine being a San Diego, San Diego guy who's trying to go to PB and just catch some waves. Like that's the best accent to take with you wherever you go. So you can let everybody know you come from the jewel of SoCal. Yeah. You mean that you're the sea turtle? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I met this guy from Half Moon Bay. I think I told you about this maze, but he, his accent was actually like, 
oh, saw dude, oh, I was just, oh, coming around and I was like, oh my God, you are real? Like, this they're is real. Crazy. That's the thing. Like, it's like, I live have... in Happy Bay, dude. Like, Happy Bay, bro. Like, I'm in Happy Bay, dude. And I was like, I heard you. <laughs> what? It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a beautiful thing. You got to just kind of let it exist, you know? Yeah. So good. They stay in their own little, <laughs> surf and skate bubbles and yeah rarely yeah. emerge and travel <laughs> west of the, and travel east of the ocean honestly i would tell that person never to text me and always call me <laughs> yeah 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 so good well that's the beauty of the the voice message now emily you know you, you can i don't get a, split the a difference you don't get a lot of those no, I don't. I feel like that's one of the things where people don't think to do it unless someone starts the the chain, right? So it's like if I yeah, send you a voice if message, I have then you might respond. Yeah, or if I have like something that's just way, I'm not typing that out. You know, sometimes I'm just like I'll go voice message if it's like too convoluted to type out. I'm yeah. never going to do the voice to text, though. No, 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 no. Because no, then you're no. that asshole that's like, then that's you're like my dad. hey, what are you doing? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Then you, you instantly just, if you start doing I'm that, you asshole. just have kids now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Question mark. Oh, okay. Like, can you please pick up this comma from the grocery store? And also when you stop by Home Depot, comma, like, I just think it's so funny. I mean, I, I have before at times when I've been in a pinch, like when I'm driving, I use voice yeah, to text. driving, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like such an asshole. <laughs> That's why you do it in the privacy of your own home. Yes, like privacy. Me. I agree with privacy. My dad just <laughs> does it willy-nilly anywhere. And I'm like, this is not a public service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching this movie, Wine Country. Which is yeah, a bunch you were. of funny, funny ladies. But uh, Anna Gasteyer plays this like really businessy woman, and when they start having their vacation weekend, she's just loudly dictating work emails, <laughs> not even like personal messages like Eden was pretending, but like full so work emails in regards to the proposal re. Wilkinson's <laughs> technique like it's just it's yeah. so fucking obnoxious yeah yeah she's so funny I, I know so many people like that in real life though <laughs> I like how Emily said that in kind of a hushed tone like they might yeah, be listening like, right now <laughs> I say it too loud they're gonna know that I was talking about them and then they're gonna <laughs> yeah. loudly dictate a text message about how angry they are they're going to send an email to HR. Uh, re Emily's disappointing comment about my. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Yes. Yeah. Exclamation point. <laughs> okay. So I got one thing that I want to throw at you guys because the, the questions have been sparse, to say the least. But I don't know. It'd be like Jay Leno real quick. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? BMW, since 2020, they put in basically a car operating system, a smart system in your car that is now blocking features that are already in your car. 
<laughs> unless you pay a subscription. So Uh-oh. BMW is now they're selling you heated seat subscriptions for eighteen dollars a month. Yo, that is Ooh. wild. That is yet. Yo, oh, I really want to know how that's gonna go over because, like, honestly, the number one complaint we get about our software is that it's a subscription. People fucking hate subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, like, you already paid this much for a car, and like now for you're making me subscribe. And it already exists within the car. Yeah, it's, it's like already it's, in the car. Yeah. It's not software. It's a button. Oh, yeah. buddy. And now don't people need a subscription to a service to help them manage all of their subscriptions? Yeah, there's. I've you seen ads I mean? for that. Uh, like You've lost too. track yeah. of your finances and you're paying for 45 subscriptions and this Patreon yeah. and this Substack and... This Netflix. This and, Netflix, and, blah, blah, yeah, blah, that yeah. blah, 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 yeah. I mean, are they making the car less expensive because of that? Hell no. Hell no, what? yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the they're, thing. They're, they must be compensating for inflation. Like, they just want more money because they're, they're like, is, suffering. Yeah, right? this is some D-bag VP at BMW. Oh, yeah. That wants to get in. Who's like, yo, I have an idea. What if we put yeah. in the fine print? in your car agreement that you have to pay for all these things a month. And I'll bet you that it's not, I'll bet you it's one of those things that they're like already, the box is already checked when you're signing your contract or whatever, your lease. Yeah. (laughs) So it's already built. Like it's, it's the, the fun term for it is of course, microtransactions, (laughs) which is sorry. Why? Why would that be appealing? Anything with the word micro? It's appealing I mean. to the fucking capitalistic companies that invented it. Like the best was uh, any addicting game on your phone, right? You play an addicting game on your phone. You beat the level, or whatever, or you have you know twenty tokens or something per day, and you use those up, and then it's like. Do you want to keep playing? Pay $5. Yeah, yeah that's the worst. <laughs> that's where it started. And I remember yeah. that. I definitely remember what I think it was like Madden, like a version of Madden 10 years ago. The, the football video game had a trading card game within the game where you could buy packs of cards. So it was essentially hitting two of my like childhood addictions. One is sports video games, and the other is Pokemon <laughs> cards. Yeah. Where it's like, buy this pack of Pokemon cards, and you could get a shiny Charizard. But you buy 25 of them, and you get 42 of the same card and no shiny Charizard. So it's the same, it's the same exact principle, but in a video game. And that was my first experience with microtransactions. And I literally had to go cold turkey. Like, that's how bad the addiction was. I'm like, I'm spending way too much money on this i bought this game for 60 dollars, and i've already doubled or tripled that (laughs) in random bullshit and now they're doing it with cars man yeah and it's almost like if they just mathed out what 18 dollars a month would be over like five years i'm sure a person wouldn't even be mad if they paid like that extra thousand bucks you know yeah just build it into the price of your already expensive car. car yeah yeah, but you know we're gonna be those old people 
because um, all cars are going to end up like that. And we're going to be like, I remember when you could buy a car and everything came with the car. <laughs> or you're going to get jailbroken BMWs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we took the resistance. I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah. We took the resistance like clamp or whatever that, that blocks your heated seats. We took that off. <laughs> My seats are as hot that's- as I want. Actually, it's so yeah. whack because it's like a physical thing. It's not like a that. Uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that's like uh, someone. Someone's probably already out there, like honing those skills. Right? You got to keep up. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the other things they have BMW behind hacker. the other things they have behind subscriptions here: heated steering wheels, the option to record footage from your car's camera, and. The Iconic Sounds Sport Package, which which lets you play engine sounds in your car. That makes less what? sense. I don't know what that means. <laughs> also, automatic high beams and adaptive cruise control are microtransactions. So, wow. Those aren't even, like, really add-ons. Those are things that you actually might need for, like, you know, that's crazy. It's the hidden fees, folks. It's the hidden fees. It's the fine print. So it's time you're thinking about getting a BMW. <laughs> Just be prepared to have a weird monthly subscription fee that inflates the price of the actual car. And I'm sure like other people Zach, will learn from this. I feel like if Zach was here, he would make a comment about them being like the the car add-on Nazis or something, right? Yeah, I actually, I, I was, I do want to run this by Zach at some point because I'm pretty sure he had a BMW or has a BMW. Yeah, for sure. So I wonder, I wonder what his thoughts are on this. And he is gonna, he does have a reputation of having a Bugatti, yeah. which no one has ever seen, but he has it. So he's into the luxury vehicle game, pretty deep, pretty actually- deep. I have a question, Maeve. I thought of this randomly today. Love it. I love when you bring questions, Emily. It really just (laughs) makes me so happy. Please continue. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my mind goes in crazy directions when I listen to pods. And I was listening to the the Matt Barnes pod where they were talking to, uh, is it uh, Big Baby, right? And he was talking about his like celebrity. Eden, did you hear that? The Matt Barnes pod. That's Captain Jack Erasure. There's only one person on the podcast, not not Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. It's just the Matt Barnes pod. Continue. Oh, my bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he was talking about his like crush on Lizzo, right? And so I was thinking Mm. about uh hot celebrities or celebrities that you have crushes on. Um and I thought about Idris Alba, but I have this impression that he's maybe a bad kisser. So I was wondering, like, what hot celebrities do you think maybe are bad kissers? Because I, I wait, I'm like curious. Yes, what Eden's what what makes you? Yep. What makes you? What? Where? How did you come up with this? Like, what makes you think he's a bad kisser? Like, I'm just, I have, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Okay, so uh, have you watched The Wire? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay, so there is a point in time where he is making out with somebody's uh, significant other, and it looks like he's about to swallow her whole face, um, like a. Oh, like so a you've face. seen evidence of him being a yeah, bad. She's been breaking down the tape, okay. Eden. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This isn't uh, okay, unfounded. This isn't like, just a gut instinct here. Okay. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you, maybe you can if they have really thin lips. I don't know. But I just, um, I really had a big crush on him for a long time. And then I saw him kiss that woman on screen. I was like, oh, I hope that's not how he kisses in real life because it looks gross. <laughs> it looks very. But I feel like there's no way that it's not. Like, Unless they were wrote it into the script, like kiss her like you're about to eat her entire face, you know. They're like, rolling on set. They're like Idris, no, no worst kiss. Yeah, we need you to kiss more poorly right now. You need to unhinge your jaw and try to swallow her chin because that's what it looked like. So okay, hot, yeah. That, I mean, that was kind of going to be my question. So a bad kiss, meaning like he was too aggressive. He was he was using too much jaw. He was opening just his mouth too much. Those are the, those opening, are the critiques. Opening his mouth too much. It like literally looked like he tried to swallow half of her face. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see All right. Good to know. Maybe I mean, it does it but, for wait, some wait, Hold on. I also want to say though, like when wire the wire was what like two decades ago at this point. You don't. You're not leaving any room. Eden, like, Eden, you don't change and, the like, way you, know, maybe you kiss. <laughs> No, you can. You can. You can train people. Know. It's better. I don't know. Only if someone, only someone like Emily, is in your life to tell you that you're doing it wrong. You know. Yeah, but but you have to. Otherwise, like, in, sometimes if you you're in a relationship with a bad kisser, you gotta like let them know if uh, this can't, can, this cannot, this is not sustainable. If if you don't, you know, fix your kissing technique a little bit. I I, I stand by. You, you can train. A, yeah, you're giving them a second chance. You're gonna you're gonna educate. You don't just give up right away. Like this isn't gonna work. <laughs> oh, I mean, I do, but like, I mean, I'm just. <laughs> okay, so back to the question, which is someone who's hot but might be a bad kisser, or just kind of like, can we can we just extend that a little bit and maybe just like someone who, like, maybe just doesn't terrible at sex, terrible at sex, <laughs> or like just doesn't, yeah, just. They got the okay. they got the looks, but they don't necessarily have like the the feel that you're looking for. Yet, hmm. correct. <laughs> oh, Eden's got one. I can. No, I have a, a funny story. This just reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> so there's um uh <laughs> okay. So I'm I can't confirm or deny if I've ever had this conversation myself. But so you you guys know I'm like BTS Army, right? So there's don't a say. <laughs> there's a dance move in in their song Fafse, which is like a hip thrust. Um, definitely haven't broken down and and ranked the members by their ability to perform this move and and you know make assumptions as to whether that translates to other things or not. But oh yes, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but Eden, I'll share I'll share careful. examples in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring the wrath of the BTS army down on us. <laughs> so I'm being very, very ambiguous about about this. But yeah. May or may not have power ranked them at one point. Wow, these are I am I'm in a rabbit hole, folks, of <laughs> celebrities who are bad kissers. <laughs> it is a weird list. Weird, weird, weird. Um, I'm trying to, it's really, 
I, I do see Robert Pattinson popping up a lot, and then he doesn't strike me as a great kisser. How does that sound to, <laughs> to all of you? I don't really feel like making out with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I could see that. I would, I would agree with that. What about Taylor Lautner? Oh yeah, is that the other guy from Twilight? Yeah, that's the other Twilight <laughs> yeah. guy. Team Jacob. Um, or team... I would make out with both of them for sure. Back to back as well. <laughs> Just, just right for just research purposes yeah uh-huh. yeah <laughs> angelina jolie is someone days. who is <laughs> traditionally viewed as attractive and obviously she's very good looking <laughs> but she also has kind of always scared me yeah oh definitely especially after that movie maleficent she is yeah. maleficent yes that's that seems to be accessing her true personality i think it's really the it's the it's the blood vials with billy (laughs) bob back in the day i was like that is too much for my naive sensibilities like she'd be into some weird shit and yeah i just don't think it's very pointy shoulders yeah 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 like i I agree with you guys on that i'm i'm team angelina jolie 100 percent. i think she'd be great in bed oh (laughs) Well, okay. I, <laughs> she said agree, which was confusing for us, but uh, now we yes, get it. She threw me off. I get it. Yeah. I, I do think she would be great in bed. Would she scare me in bed? Absolutely. Would she be a good kisser? I don't think so. Does that make sense, Emily? You following me with all those yeah. those peaks and valleys there? Like she she's throwing out a lot of confusing energy that i don't think i'm prepared for but in terms of just kissing i don't think it's gonna work but okay ben affleck where are we at with ben affleck good kisser bad kisser hell no dude no he looks terrible he looks terrible he's not good looking though i don't know like he's not an attractive guy who is it the world would disagree and the world would disagree ben affleck ben affleck Mm, yeah, I think he's out for sure. Out. <laughs> he's out. He's out. <laughs> I think what would be in the same category as Tom Cruise, right? right? People who people thought were attractive in the 90s and now right. everyone's like, oh, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. The Scientology, um, though, does have a big effect on that for me. I... Yeah. <laughs> In terms of a like, in terms of a good kisser, I feel like Tom Cruise would prepare. A pointy mouth. No, he would. He would go prepare for the kiss, though. I feel like it would be some sort of weird religious, like calculated thing, like just like this pointy little. I don't know. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of overly aggressive tongue movement. Yeah, but like pointy tongue, like coming like <laughs> coming at there, like a lizard's tongue. Like that's I don't know. He just gives me the creeps. That gave me chills. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I am seeing that Rupert Grint, who played Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies, is not Ooh. getting a lot of uh, glowing reviews for his kisses. From people, but he's also not good looking. Him? He's also not super good looking. Uh, yeah, apparently, he and Emma Watson just talked about how their kiss was oh, right. not great but that makes but there, i don't think that's necessarily because a true I mean, evaluation of his kissing talent no 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 because no. that's with one person that he knew since they were kids 
Yeah, and like you're 14. Yeah, it's like awkward. Oh, yeah, it'd be like kissing your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor little guy. Um, He isn't conventionally good looking, but I do like his his vibe for some reason. (laughs) I'd kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's an interesting one. Okay. Helen Mirren, who co-starred with Harrison Ford Mm. in The Mosquito Coast, thinks that Harris, and this is a quote, Harrison is the nicest, sweetest guy you could want to meet, but he can't kiss. He finds it impossible to kiss on screen. He's probably not very good off screen either. Damn. And she's talked to other actresses who agreed with her. So there you go. Harrison Ford. That's that's somewhat disappointing. I would kiss Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. For sure. Now, then... Whenever. I feel like Harrison Ford is the kind of um, celebrity that, like, your mom would even encourage you to kiss and then want to know the details later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. He's hitting all the demos, Emily. For mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. But I, now that I think about it, I do remember his, like, Indiana Jones kisses being pretty weird. And also... Yeah, they were super forceful. The Carrie Fisher kisses were not not exactly the height of passion. So I think that's a I think that might be my my choice. I love Harrison Ford, but he might not be a good kisser and that would just be really disheartening if that were ever to mm, reveal itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um okay, so what do you guys think about um Adam Levine? Oh, hate him. Is that Maroon 5? Yeah, that's Adam. Maroon 5. Huge huge tool. Massive tool. Probably a good kisser though, unfortunately. Are you saying you he's think? not? You think is you saying you think he's not, Emily? Yeah, I kind of feel like he's not. See, so he gives me Christian Bale in American Psycho, looking at himself in the mirror while he's having sex vibes. Mm. He gives me. He gives me joke. Did you say vibe. that would be hot though? <laughs> no, I said that was hot of Christian oh. Bale okay. in American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale is hot, though. Yeah. He was so hot in American Psycho, too. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe that's why I have a serial killer kink. You're revealing your type. (laughs) I mean, I think we all could have put that together, honestly. If we've heard Eden talk for, like, ten minutes, I think we would have figured out that that, uh, a hot dude in a suit who knows his way around the subtle shades of white... (laughs) <laughs> on a business yeah, card business cards oh my god who has that was such a sexy scene as well strategically placed mirrors in his apartment you know that, that's eden's type for sure that's why she moved to new york but what Do were it. you gonna say dar no i don't remember sorry it's gone. On quickly. it's gone it's gone adam levine yeah not for me not for me uh over like his, I don't buy his tattoos. Like he's the dude who got <laughs> tattoos because yeah. other people were getting tattoos. Yeah, like Justin Bieber, like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, Aaron Rodgers and his Illuminati tattoo. Aaron Rodgers is just like I'm too pretty. I gotta mix it up a little bit. I guess like at this chat. Well, he, have, you, have you seen any of the the rumors about like who he's dating now, Eden? No, I haven't. Yeah, I have it? to find this chick. 
Uh, I thought he was marrying her. No, no he they, was. They, yeah, he, they he were like engaged. Sh- he and Shailene Woodley broke anyway, up. They did. Yeah. Oh, yes. thank God. I know. Yes. I was disappointed. She was like, too. "I'm an I was- activist." I was like, "This guy's an idiot. What are you doing?" <laughs> and so his rebound. I also thought, loved him with Dan- Danica Patrick. I like that. that. That was great that too. Pair. Yeah. Yeah. His rebound is Instagram medicine woman. Blue of Earth, who inspired his new tattoo with elements from, you guessed it, her own tattoos. Yep. Oh, my God. Yo, what the F? Like, that is is a recipe for disaster. Yep. Yeah, we're doing it. He's going full. This, I mean, I'm, I'm sending the Instagram right now, and this will tell you everything you need to know. So he's, he's really taking it far. (laughs) <laughs> far folks this profile photo is incredible she's definitely one of thousands of people who discovered her true calling which is instagram <laughs> instagram i have to open this on skype on my phone so I'm going to join the call from my phone to open the link so I can Ooh. get it. Online. Do you want me to send it to the chat? I can do that. Well, I'm just like, I can't, like, it'll try to make me log in if I try to open it uh, on the browser. Um, she looks like the type of person who would say namaste. Uh, oh, my God. When, Jesus like, fucking up Christ. The phone or something. Yeah, like, totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this Ugh. is not unlike the I mean, she's she's the inspiration for the video that I sent you yesterday of oh. my friend who is uh <laughs> who is slowly losing her mind. Speaking of speaking of having private conversations publicly, Darlene, that is what <laughs> that is what my friend does on the regular there. Yeah, but yeah. She's my favorite. I really enjoy her. It's it's some some high level stuff, which she's she is cuckoo to the cuckoo winds. Man, it's thrilling to watch. And if you know, and if in two years she's <laughs> risen and is now dating Aaron Rodgers, I would buy it. I would buy it. Yeah, that makes sense. I would believe it. But yes, blue of earth, folks. That is what Aaron Rodgers has cooking. Aaron Rodgers, good kisser. Blue of earth. And that's Blue of Earth, B-L-U, without the E. Oh, yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. See, yeah. the E's in Earth. We, we wouldn't want you guys to not not be able to find her. So, you know, we've got to make not. sure it's spelled right. Yeah. Okay. I have to say, though, her blue elf costume is fire, though. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's just really into elves, like they do cosplay <laughs> in the bedroom or something like that. Yeah, this, yeah, I'll give it, yeah, this elf is <laughs> Wow, she's so earthy solid. looking. Well, she's of the earth. Earthy's, I don't know if you. Yeah, a great, a great word. Got that. She's so earthy. She tore it up at lightning in a bottle, and then now she's hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I think he would be a surprisingly decent kisser. I feel like he's got to be a good kisser. I, I feel I like even so. all the crazy that he's been unleashing on the world lately i still think he's a good kisser i don't know crazy sometimes equals good kisser <laughs> true well i think crazy is more wait just 
This blue of the earth woman looks like she's dating someone else on her Instagram. Uh, what? She's like making out with this dude that's like regularly featured in in her posts. Well, up you know what? May nineteenth. You know what, Eden? I w- First of all, May nineteenth. I believe Aaron Rodgers was still dating Shailene Woodley at that point, so anything oh, okay. is possible. Also, does Blue of <laughs> Earth strike you as the type of woman who's into monogamy? Nope, not at all. Not She's at definitely all, into the poly shit. Yeah. Her three pinned things here on her Instagram from limitation to liberation. That's her TEDx. All right. Where she's, is that, what is she swirling in that bowl? I don't, I don't know the terminology for this at all. She's got like, what looks like a mortar and pestle, but it's, I know it's probably like smoke related or something or like sage related, but she's got a, she's swirling a bowl. She's got a lot of rosary beads. Second one, the shadow side of plant medicine. All right. And then learning to surrender and trust. That is not a monogamous woman, Eden. Don't you dare yeah. try to put her in a box. Now she could I'm be making out with dudes and Aaron Rodgers. I can get her Rogers. off of my algorithm. Hopefully Instagram no. doesn't try to show me people that are oh, similar no. to her account. No, my algorithm is corrupted. Yeah. It's so corrupted. I got to retrain it constantly. Yeah, I saw um, like Juju Gotti had his uh, explore yep. screen capture on there. And I was like, oh, I never go onto this page. So I went and I was like, oh, this is... It's a hellscape, it's really, Emily. Yeah, I have mine trained to show me exactly what I want. Sometimes I Instagram updates and tries to show me other shit, and I'm just like, not interested, not interested, not interested. I only like posts that are about food. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I remember, I think it was like a year ago we <laughs> talked about this, Eden, where y- you taught us that you can go to the explore page and yeah. hit, I think if you like deep, if you press on one of the things, yeah, it'll pull up the menu yeah. and you can say, not interested not in interested. red. You can say like. I remember like wa- it like blew like Waz's mind. <laughs> it blew my mind. I didn't know you could do that shit. But you can you can actually say take this away. I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. Don't ever show me this shit again. Yeah. But what if I <laughs> want to see blue of the earth? You know. <laughs> then then like a few of her posts, and then you should keep popping should up. Be everywhere. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, okay, well, this is really exciting. I didn't know about the not interested thing. Thank it's you. huge. It's a game changer. <laughs> I'm telling you. Eden, Eden's a genius. She's a pioneer. And that's how you end up with an Instagram feed full of BTS and sandwiches. Yes. Oh, God, those algo. sandwiches, though. Those sandwiches I get on my algorithm. <laughs> Admit it, guys. It's porn. It's porn. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the gooeyest, ooziest... Chicken cutlet. Mm. Chicken cutlets and... <laughs> After that, that, oh, did we ever get a review of that, uh, the corned beef, that massive corned yeah, beef sandwich you got? It was, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> I went back for another one the next day just to like, you know, con- just to make sure it wasn't like a fluke or something. And, um, I had a, it was really good with like some mustard, a little bit of mustard, spicy, spicy mustard, a little bit of mayo, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I don't think that I would want to eat it very often because the sandwich only has meat on it. That's it doesn't have like, it's like, yeah, like there's not much. Like, I don't, I don't find myself like, I don't think I'll crave it very often because it's not a very complex flavor. It's one flavor. Yeah. But it was <laughs> enjoyable. I might eat it like, you know, once every year and a half or something. Yeah. And pr- I, think, I approve though. I, I approve. think you got to, I would love to dispatch eating the sandwich queen to Katz's Deli. Have you been there yet? 
and that, no, that's I one in New York. Right? I've heard it's legendary, so I'll go. It yeah. is legendary. It's pretty good. That was one of the okay. best and most memorable sandwiches I've had. Okay, Definitely in New York. The corned beef. I or think, not the pastrami. I, I think the, it was the, the pastrami. The, the pastrami. That, it's the pastrami yeah. that you wanna that you wanna go for. I mean, they got yeah. they got the Rubens. The pickles and the mustards. I love Rubens. Yeah. But yeah, I've Ru- also like. Like, is it is it popular to do a combination? Like, because that was on the menu at the place that I got the corned beef sandwich. They were like, you can yeah. get like a pastrami corned beef also. So that's like a thing that people do also. You can do that for sure. Yeah, that's definitely an option. Um, but I think for my first time, I would need to try just the classic. Yeah, I would say first time just the pastrami or just a pastrami Reuben. Okay. But like, okay. th- it's exactly what you described. A corned beef sandwich is a big ass <laughs> pile of meat and two pieces of bread hanging on for dear life. Yeah. That's usually how it yeah. works. And you know, as as I've aged gracefully, things like that that used to just delight me when I when I was like twenty years old, I'm like, yeah, get the bullshit out of here. I just want the corned beef. Now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is how you get heartburn is just eating. Yeah, I, I could use like a tomato slice or like, you know, thrown in there or, you know, I don't know. Just just saying. <laughs> Even just some kraut and some some sauce and some yeah. cheese, you know, that, that, yeah, that'll do I the job. Yeah, I love cheese. Love cheese. That's what sides are for. <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, I would say yes, but like. What side are you getting with a, a corned yeah. beef sandwich? Fries? Is that? It's just yeah. fries, and that's really yeah pickles. Yeah pickles. They came with pickles. Mine came with pickles. Okay. Right. Maybe a yeah. slaw. Well, I w- I want fries. I would eat fries with anything. Me too. I don't think that's really giving you the diversity of flavor that you're. Yeah, you're right. For. You're right. So that's why I think <laughs> there needs to be something else with the corned beef, but. No, hey, I man, agree. It is what it is. Okay. So I'm going to go deep into the mailbag here. Turnpike Tet at It's Teta. Name one thing you have lost, have gotten stolen, have sold, or given away that you wish you had back. And Darlene, I know this is tough and fresh because of <laughs> the bike situation, but... Thank you. You know, we're all here for you to support you, you so in this much. trying time. And if there's something else that you've got, please, please share. In terms of what? In terms of lost, stolen, lost, gave stolen. away, an article of clothing, any number of things. A couple of things that came to mind for me. I somehow lost my Nintendo 64 between Los Angeles and moving back up to San Francisco. Is it important? Would I be playing it? No, <laughs> but I wish I knew where it was. Mm. Wow, that was along the lines of mine, actually. I was trying to find this vintage Puzzle Fighter PlayStation 2 game uh, last night or the night before, which probably is worth okay amounts of money right now, and it's gone. So. You guys have way cooler stuff than I do. <laughs> well, we did. Wait, what yeah. was the question? I missed it. Look at all of us. Um, something you've gotten, you something you've gotten stolen that lo- that got lost, that you sold, that you gave away, that you wish you had back. Um, I also had an elf puppet once that mm, I sold that I okay. would like to have back. 
I left my Marc Jacobs sunglasses in the B-School computer lab in college, and um, they Fuck, were gone dude. when I went back for them five minutes later. That's yeah. heartbreaking. At that yeah, time, I was like, all you time, fucking Tulane rich girls need to steal my fucking sunglasses. Yeah. I had to like work a full, like, like a two months to buy these. The most heartbreaking one by far, and this is a, this is a sob story, so get your hankies out. <laughs> Senior oh, no. year of college. I was working on my final photography project and it was essentially, I was just shooting a bunch of portraits. So I would like go up to, there was a studio on campus. I would rent it out for, I don't know, six hours or something like that. And I would just, I was hitting up everybody I knew and I was like, come to the studio, let's take some pictures. And we'd shoot for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. I was just doing a bunch of portraits. So after a long day on a Sunday of doing that, I got home and for maybe the only time in my entire life, I left all my stuff in the car. Oh no. Because I, don't like I was where this super going. tired and we kinda we we had a drive we had a driveway. It wasn't like private or anything. But there, you know, we would park like two or three cars up on the up on the driveway sidewalk. So I was like, whatever, it's late. I'll leave it in the car. I'll go get it later. Then the next day was a Monday oh, no. holiday, and I didn't go get it. And then when I checked it midday or something like that, everything was gone. All my gear. No. My hard drive. Windows smashed too. No. Um I don't even know. Like it, I, it might have. I don't know how they did it. You know, I think they jimmied open the car. Like it was, it was an old car. It was a '96 Ford Taurus, so mm, it was not the most secure. Much, much like how uh, the Honda Civic that I've been driving around got stolen and joyridden on Halloween. These, oh yeah, these you know a lot are, actually. Yeah, well, you know you. My whole approach to this has been like, if you drive a beater, it's kind of like camouflage. Mm-hmm. Who's going to want to break into a shitty car? Yeah. But oh. it happens because the security is bad. Apparently, back. a lot of people. Apparently, Oh, my yeah. God. That, that reminds me of a similar situation. Um, it's not as sad as yours, though. So uh-huh. you don't need the hang It's okay. Kiss. It's okay. You um, it's just my car got broken into in, when I was like parked downtown in Arkansas one time. Oh, I had left it. Oh, yeah. It was after a night out of drinking. So obviously I didn't drive it home. And so they they like went through my car and the only thing that was stolen. So also this was like when I was working at Abercrombie. And so all I had in the car was like shoes and clothes, really. Like I'm always just like, y'all pick the wrong car. Like y'all profiled the wrong car to like try to steal shit from. It's like all like, you know, probably like glittery heels, like Abercrombie clothes. (laughs) And so the only thing was missing was like an eight pack of Powerade. That I had like wow. bought it was the only thing they deemed of value to steal from my car. Busted the window, also by the way. So broke the window. All they stole was an eight pack of Powerade. Wow, honestly, kind of worth it. <laughs> Get in there. I was just like, You're like, well, I guess this is full of trash, but at least we got this. Well, I, car. Yeah, I broke into this car. I might as well at least get hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had one of these in a while. Yeah. That's pretty good. One. I'm like racking my brain. I can't think. All I can think of is bikes. Two bikes. That's all I got. <laughs> Does that I mean, count the bike that they that, that that got taken to the another one. There was another to, one. 
Well, the other one was, um, you know, a classic tale. I was ripping around in seventh grade and then, you know, I just wanted to rip into McDonald's real quick and just didn't lock my bike. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember coming out and being like, it was gone. And I was like, no, no, no one took it. Like someone just accidentally grabbed it. And so I like put up signs around town as if someone was going to return it. Isn't that cute and naive? That's adorable. And then I didn't have a bike again for like 10 years because my dad got me that bike and was like, well, you never get another one. I was like, that's fair. Yeah, that's some tough love right there. I know. I know. Kind of cool of him, though, also. (laughs) I'm with the tough love. Yeah, I think that's that's the right approach. Like, you you got one and there you go. You don't just get an endless supply (laughs) of bikes. That's not what the real world is like, young lady, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, I'm perusing this bag here. Okay, Finesse Wolfhard at Logan Cordis. Cords? Cordis? I met that guy way back in the day. I think it's Cordis. What are the most. That sounds familiar. He was the dude that came from Indiana to the first. To the SF Live show. <laughs> it's like he was what? bragging about being the furthest traveled. Uh, what are oh, the you guys most fans? We we do. We do have some dedicated fans spread out all over. I mean, if Paul Bull, if it wasn't like a 20 hour flight, I'm sure Paul Bull would have made some serious moves to yeah. Australia. But we do have to, <laughs> he's going to make us go to him, which I, I respect. Yeah. But Finesse Wolfhard wants to know, what are the most overrated, underrated do's and don'ts when moving to a new city? So Eden's moved to New York. Darlene has moved to San Francisco. What are some do's and don'ts, folks? Don't jump into a relationship the second you move. Yo, that was fire. That's a great one. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know so many of my guy friends that have done that. And I'm, it never works out. And I'm always just like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, like you why would you go somewhere first. new? Yeah, like why would you go somewhere brand new and then jump straight into a relationship? Like, yeah. you're lonely, give you your chance. Yeah, you're but for, like, because you're looking for an opportunity to, you know, find a community. What's I wonder the, why you're weakened in that. Yeah, that's why you're weakened to do in it. that state. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm gonna because I better have this relationship. Well, this girl's uh, got a bunch of friends. I should hang out with them. Yeah, we sound like men in the 50s. All oh, of a sudden, it's just I, like, I like this. I'm going to move to town and get myself a new girl. A new girlfriend. I'm going to go out on the town every Tuesday night, and we're going <laughs> to dance the dozy doe and do the twist. Wow. Dance the dozy doe. Wow. Dozy doe. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like it really does. It just, you're cheating yourself out of, you're, cheap, you're cheating yourself out of experiences, like getting to experience the city from like a new point of view, like. If you just jump into a relationship with someone that's lived there for like their whole life, they're just going to like, you're going to miss out on a lot of like exploration because you're just going to end up doing what they want to do. And people that have lived in the same place for years, like don't tend to want to try that many new things. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Cause it's like, if you're moving to a new city, you're already opening yourself up to a pretty massive change. Yeah. So you should stay open. You shouldn't stay open, close down and like limit limit your experience when doing that obviously a do is eat your way across the city absolutely starting with neapolitan pizzas 
Mm-hmm. Try every mm-hmm. Neapolitan pizza. Margarita pizza. Margarita pizza. <laughs> margarita Neapolitan pizza. And and then once you've eaten all of the margarita pizzas, then you can have other pizza. Yeah. Um and omurice. <clears throat> I would say no, like I'm going back good. for that omurice, Emily. Like I'm just gonna go and hang out with, with Shintaro. You should. I think that would be a good time. I'm jealous because I'm. I'm gonna go back at the omurice and and Moscow. That mule, Moscow mule, was also fucking so delicious. Oh. I know, but I feel like those were a lot stronger than my drinks because you guys were like feeling it. I'm yeah. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> Why am I fine? Um, <laughs> what you get for getting a cocktail instead of a, just a classic mule? <laughs> um, I would say like maybe joining some kind of like social group or. Uh, like hobby thing to build a community that way instead of like glomming on to like one person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, Good idea. Like, um, I don't know, hiking club or if you like basketball, they have like meetup groups for like pickup games, stuff yeah. like that. And like, so for example, it's like, I have like my, my army friend group here, you know, that I met early on in my your army <laughs> army friends? Yeah, I didn't know they were do army I not friends. know about a past life of yours? You didn't BTS enlist army. when she was 18. BTS army. What are you? What? Oh, <laughs> BTS my. army. She <laughs> right, right, got right, her stripes right, right. overseas. You know, she she's a vet. She's a vet when it comes to this war that's been <laughs> going on. It's been raging on the charts. Sometimes I think how how annoyed must like people in the army must feel when they see like army trending on like Twitter and stuff. And it's all just like BTS. <laughs> yeah. All of their be all you could be in recruiting and they're getting uh, worked. They're getting worked on the socials yeah. by the it's BTS army. <laughs> the BTS army and the Rihanna Navy. There's going to be oh, nothing yeah. left. There's going to be no soldiers left. Other don'ts. Are there any other don'ts um, besides the the very strong don't that we already have? I'm trying to rack my brain here. I mean, yeah. I, I I think don't cl- like don't cl- don't say no to things. Uh, you know, other yeah. I was gonna say don't limit yourself to like just like don't limit yourself to things outside of your comfort. Wait, what? Hold on. You got this. <laughs> you can do this, Eden. <laughs> Do try things out of your comfort zone. Try new things. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't limit yourself. Is I'll just leave it. At that. Uh, inspirational oh, quotes from on a point. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, Emily made a good point. You know, join a club, but don't be afraid to do things on your own. Yeah, mm. and also, yeah, I love doing things on my own. I love going Me to eat too. on my own. Like, go to movies on my own. Like, yeah, that's so nice. Like, it's so nice. It's the best. I don't know why it took us so long to get there. Where you're I like, know, right? <laughs> like, wait, I could have been having fun the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I'm an only child, all right? Like, I've been, thri- yeah, yeah. I've been thriving in solitude for <laughs> yeah. my entire fucking you life. You probably played board games alone. Oh, uh, I I don't know if I ever graduated quite to that. Oh, I would okay, probably... Sorry, okay, I bestow that on you. <laughs> I've definitely, like... I've definitely played a board game as two different players before that's playing is one that's playing alone yeah no i get that <laughs> yeah, I, right. I was i was trying to unpack what you said right. it's not like i'm just you playing were monopoly people, but also by alone. myself like oh i got all the properties and i'm Anthony trading with Christo- no one antonio yeah exactly there was there's was, that was more of you know my 
multiple personality phase when I was a child, like playing board games with playing all the parts, but Aww. Legos, Legos and Playmobiles were the were the vibe for sure. Just for build sure. yourself a world. Yeah. Build yourself some cool. Oh, I thought of ships. another do. So obviously it might depend on where you live. And it's kind of been touched on, but like, I would say like, so like, obviously I moved to New York, like, just like, do just go walk. Yep. Just go yeah. walk. Like, just go walk and wander. Like, don't like, I often just don't go have a mission. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any objective and I like find all, like, I always find like cute little stores. I want to check out restaurants. I want to eat at like, or I see like, you know, flyers for interesting things. Like, you know, like I, I really think that exploring on foot is the best. Yeah, yeah, San Francisco's the same. The best times I've had here is when you don't know the plan. That's always yeah. my... Yeah, safely. <laughs> yeah, that, safely. exactly. <laughs> Emily's on it. I, my, that's always my approach when I'm in a new place for traveling purposes or whatever. And usually it's like photo related. So I'll just take my camera and go for a walk. But Emily makes a great point, which is be safe. Don't, mm-hmm. don't just willy-nilly walk wherever, yeah. especially if it's be a smart. new city. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Do a little bit of looking at the map and at least <laughs> at least have like a destination in mind, maybe that you can aim towards. And, you know, if you're in San Francisco, for example, like maybe you don't walk into the heart of the tenderloin. On that, your was first first SF, that was my first that was my first experience. Or do if you're Darlene, you know, no, you, it was scary. Don't yeah, do that. Or don't <laughs> or don't. It'll open your eyes real quick. That's that's for certain. But I, I, I totally agreed. And like. There's there's nothing quite like just hoofing it. Yeah. Just getting out there, pounding pavement, exploring. You could also get an Uber ride from someone who seems very experienced and ask them for all of their recommendations. That's what I do when I go on vacation. Yeah, I'm like, do, do, do you find recommend? a local? Yeah, do find a local to get recommendations from. All right, all right. Darlene has to go walk a dog. Are you, you're, wa- you're watching uh, Rue, right? I'm on Rue today. I've had four dogs this week. It's been a patch wow. week, you know? Yeah, super exciting. Four dogs. I know. Is, is walking been... four different dogs better than having your own dog? Yeah, because you get paid money mm. and um, you get like tons of steps. So you're just like walking around, which is pretty fun. And then you get four different dogs, which I also like. I love dogs. You're you're, uh, you're a polygamist yeah. when it comes yeah, to Yeah, except dogs. if I'm being completely honest, like, like Blue the, of Earth. Little, the little dinky ones like Pugs and Frenchies and those ones, I'm less interested in walking those because they don't really like to walk. They just kind of like sit and try to stay alive. And I'm, I don't like that. That's true. That's <laughs> a good point. It's just hard enough for them to breathe. Yeah, it just makes me sad that they... <laughs> exist in pain but <laughs> i like all the other dogs all right well thank you darlene pleasure thank talking you. to you as usual i miss you guys till next week yeah. <laughs> talk to you next week okay bye. Hey, bye. Bye, bye, bye hello listener guess who's back it's me anthony mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer and i'm here to talk to you about butcher box ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging, 
It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not gonna find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. All right, so we're going to bring in Damon here to, to balance the, the dynamic The ratio. <laughs> the ratio. Well, the ratio for sure. But also just to have an even number of people on the call, you know, you can't have an odd number. Yeah. Can't be We've never it. had that before. No, yeah. Never. No, no. Not a single time. Damn it. Mace is just dialing random people. I need what? Woo. He's coming in hot. He's coming in hot on the mic. Working on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up, Damon? What's up, E? Yo, and you know, I'm, I'm going to see you in two weeks, right? What's two weeks? I'm coming to Chicago. I told you. Come oh, on. yeah. I'm old. I'm Come sorry. on. I'm what the old. Fuck? Sorry. Um, yeah. I have like a six-hour window I might get to see you for. So we'll, we'll work it off. We're, we're, we'll work it out offline. But yeah. it's like an episode of 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of Eden's episodes of 24 is like 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yoga. <laughs> 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Yoga. <laughs> 11 a.m. to noon sandwich mm. <laughs> noon Yo, to 1 p.m. I can't stop thinking about that chicken cutlet sandwich yoga yeah I'm gonna put uh, it in the in the Skype chat so y'all can see it too. that was my favorite was uh 24 with Bobby Lee from Mad TV did you guys ever see that rest in peace to the president from 24 by the way Dennis Haysbert died wait what not Haysburg, uh, the one that looked like Nixon. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was Dennis Haysburg. I thought he was the president. There was another president. Oh, I there was confession. Confession, Damon. I watched like three episodes of Twenty Four. I was not on the train. And you watched two more than me. I just remembered the clock, which is why I thought. Yeah, you me too. <laughs> we all know the clock. <laughs> Exactly. I know the clock, so it was allegedly in real time. We so know only- the aesthetic, baby. The aesthetic. So what's up, Damon? How are you doing, man? I am good, sir. Good. I have a couple days off of work. So I'm enjoying my time at home. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love time um, off. Who's, who's that in the background? Princess T? That is one of the three of the trio. Yes, they are watching... Uh, Blaze in the Blaze right now. Blaze in the machines. Blaze? It was Teenage Mutant, 
and the machines. The fascinating world of children's content that I am not a part of at all. Uh, Damon, is there any children's content that you like more than your kids? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I really, I really went through a bluey phase for a while with them. Oh, uh, haven't we all? I was watching as much of them. <laughs> haven't we all been through a bluey phase? I know I have, Eden. I know I have. Me too, me too, for sure. Y'all love Bluey. Bluey is a little dog, which I just learned. So there you go. An Australian herder, to be exact. Oh, uh, Darlene would be a fan, because Darlene would want to do the Bluey voice. I'm, sh- I'm sure that'd be good practice, is the, is the Australian accent. I mean, okay, seven-minute runtime? You kind of got, my, my, you got my attention here with a seven-minute runtime. Here's my limited Bluey episode. Hi, Mom. There you go. There it is. Wow, limited fake bluey. Who knew? Who knew? I've All been right. working on my Jack Palance, but it sounds more like Amin doing Jack Palance. Dude, Palin's I'm so done Jack with Amin's Jack Palance. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. He's he's using it as a crutch now to the point where he does it. It's turned into the slide whistle. It's worse than the slide whistle, which, by the way, where's the slide whistle at? It's gone. You know why? Because he doesn't have the discipline to stick with an instrument, and that's quite clear. But awesome. Eden, his Amin's latest thing is we we redid Tango and Cash. We re, we rewatched it. There's this one scene where the the big bad guy is this old man named Jack Palance, the actor who he was also in Batman and a bunch of other stuff. The original Batman with Jack Nicholson, and he's watching okay. a he's watching a bank of TV screens playing essentially highlight found footage of like cops breaking up his drug operations. And he goes, Ray Tango. <laughs> Dancing, take my drugs. Then you waltz on out with them. And he's just like making puns. Oh, talking to himself. So Look at Ray Tango. He Gabriel waltzes in. all of my drugs. And he waltzes back out again. Yeah, so Amin's just been doing that with literally anybody's name. Eden Lou. I could see that, yeah. And it's not a great impression, and he's he's beating <laughs> it to death. And that's that's how cinephobe works, folks. That's Getting behind a the scenes. Old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and, but what happens is that he he's doing it in the review section. So it's because we we Zach will read a review, and then Amin will usually feel the need to try to make a pun or a joke about somebody's name no way really you don't say Zach trying to make a pun from no Zach's name? not doing the puns it's a mean this is a mean it's shit a mean. Oh. <laughs> which is which makes it worse like if the roles yeah. were reversed like i think it would actually be funny but <laughs> it's now it's extended the review section all the way up to like the 30 minute mark you know, because I just love that. Like, I mean, catching so many strays right now from me. They're not strays, baby. They're, <laughs> they're intentional shots. They're aimed straight at him. Um, <laughs> but now he just does whatever the person's name is. He just does the Jack Palance voice, whatever the review is. Eden, I'm in love with the chicken cutlet sandwich. I, I'd marry it if I could. Get in line, Damon. Get in line. All, all right. Yeah, we're we're all very into this chicken cutlet sandwich. There's only one chicken like, cutlet. I want to go in a dark room with a candle with this thing. This is serious. 
It's a serious situation, man. There's a lot going on with this chicken cutlet sandwich. All right. So, Damon, what have you been watching lately that's not Bluey or Blaze and the Machines? What What do you watch when the kids are, are put on to bed or whatever what is the the show that's caught your fancy lately i've been in a very pious slash ratchet mode so uh i've been watching the newsroom pious slash ratchet are those pious is the newsroom ratchet is i've been watching p valley oh okay all right okay that's a real high low pairing right there yeah yeah i have levels of it there's depth to this man he likes to watch strippers twerk like they're in a hype williams music video in the chopped and screwed south and he also likes to watch intellectual dialogue from aaron sorkin where they wax nostalgically about bygone eras of political idealism Mm. great combo i'm sorry i just have to jump in with they're opening a cutlet sandwich spot that's like two miles from me that that's going to be way closer than I won't have to go into the city. They're opening up a Brooklyn location. So I'll be able to have a report for you guys very soon. Oh man, this is just a fantastic development. I'm so happy that Eden is going to be closer to her chicken cutlet sandwiches. That's great. But I might, I might fuck around and go get this 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 weekend or something because I can't stop thinking about it. I'm well, sorry. We're, we're certainly Karen. talking about it enough. Like I, I, I understand. Like I'm happy that they're moving closer. Um. Okay. So I, Damon, I try. I, I gave P Valley a shot. I watched. You couldn't stick. I watched the first episode of the second season without having watched the first season. Okay. This as an Which experiment. Which is a wild move, by the way. I, it was an experiment. Wild. It was experimental. I was just trying shit. I was trying shit out. And I, I can't hang with it, man. I can't. It's too confusing. Because not only... Maybe it's because you missed the first ep- first season. Shut Jace, up, David. That's not why okay. it's confusing. <laughs> if you're going to let me explain... I'm not confused about the plot. It's a fucking soap opera plot. I get it. Okay? I it, I was able to put it together pretty quickly, believe it or not. Who What, what happened in the first season? And who's fucking who? And who backstabbed who? And who doesn't like who? It was pretty clear. But... The show itself is kind of a high-low combination because it will spend a solid 10 minutes of just strip stripping and dancing. That's like, there'll be just that. It's, is there any disapproval of that? Or no, but then no. also the show will... Damon's like, that's why... I, what do you think Damon's I watched like, this show? Duh, bro. Duh. But then also, it's... From a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. Yeah, that's the best part. She can write trash too. I love the way you delivered that. I'm sorry. (laughs) What did I, did I was so excited about saying that? Yes. (laughs) That she can write trash too. You just said it with such conviction. Let the woman live. Let the woman live. Yeah. It's like the the writer of Twilight. We're aware it's crack, but sometimes we like crack. I guess. I, I mean, comparing it to Twilight is not a strong move for your case, I don't think. I don't think that's helping you at all. 
How about True Blood, which is my next rewatch? Okay, yeah. See, it 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 definitely just because of the southern campiness, I get the True Blood thing. And True Blood was fun for like two seasons, it maybe was. three, it was- and then it got way too much. And I was committed to watching it, but I think I think what this pushes the limit on is that it's still just a soap opera and i just don't really care about any of the characters but tile bow and true blood though uh, true blood lost me when we spent a whole season on alcide was just with his shirt off and i was like okay hell we, yeah we got dude. It. hell uh, yeah dude you gotta let joe manginella take his shirt off that's how he got magic mike it was a fair direct point. connection but with well, there's one episode of True Blood that was it's not True Blood. I'm sorry, uh, P Valley from two weeks ago. It was like a high art episode. It was like a Cinderella allegory episode. It was really good. Break it down. Give me the brass tacks. What happened? Well, first Uncle Clifford did the narration for it, which if he did the narration for every episode, it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about they were talking about the uh, stripper Keyshawn. And her, like, how she got to be where she is and how she ended up with the abusive husband. So it it, it took us back to explain. That's good, because that needed explaining. Because <laughs> she's married to your generic, angry, southern white. Actually, that's a perfect way to describe it. He's an angry southern white, and he is... He's good looking though. I'll give him he that. He's definitely absolutely. That's the other that's the thing about the show is that everybody's hot. It's another one of those shows where it's like they put a premium on everybody being good looking. And oh. I'm pretty sure they do have like me and uh, me, me and Mrs. Dad were discussing this that I'm pretty sure they have real strippers there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The when they had the auditions essentially for the new dancers at the Pank the pank how to say it like that the pank those were all genuine strippers and they were doing some wild shit i gotta say i mean that yeah it was there a marketing efficiency for a show to explore the world of stripping apparently i didn't i didn't realize that that was something the world needed but they're filling that lane and it is it is better than just that, but I just, I don't know, man. I just couldn't get into it. It also felt really long. I think it felt really long, Damon. That was really the thing. There is one thing I would say is that the sex scenes, while I expect them to be graphic, they don't need to be overtly graphic as they are. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they're on stars and they got to blaze a trail, you know? Eden, I'll just give you, so the, the first scene that I watched in this show Oh, God, the car wash. <laughs> is the car wash from the beginning of season two. So the very first scene, Eden, is this show about strippers decided to tackle COVID. Okay. <laughs> so the strip club is still open, but it's outside, and it's in a tent now. And oh. so you drive your car into the tent, and there's strippers all around. And ah. the lights are crazy and stuff. And in the first scene of this show, uh, we get to see a man jerk it and well here's the thing in his yeah, car paint the picture, paint the picture. he's at home with his wife and kids first that's a good and point. then says he's gonna go to the store thanks for the context uh, yeah we needed that <laughs> we really needed that he went out for a pack of cigarettes is what you're saying and there's a moment where he 
theoretically could be considering going to a church, even though he's obviously not going to go to the church because it's the middle of the night. But there's a billboard. He decides instead to go to the drive-through strip drive car wash. Strip club. Uh, and then Uncle Clifford makes some comment about his jizz, which is like on. Oh my god! The fucking uh, fan in, on the dashboard, <laughs> like dripping down. And he, he makes some comment about needing to clean that up. Yep, it, that was that was like okay. This is a show. <laughs> this is a show. Yeah. Okay. I I think I have an idea of watch season one. It doesn't introduce you to the show like that. <laughs> Yeah, because once you get to that point, after banking a whole season, the jizz has meaning. You know, Eden? It's because it's oh, I didn't have oh, the context. Oh, the jizz has meaning. It's, okay. my, it's my fault because I didn't have the context. That's what No, it's that you mentally prepared for something like that happening. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay. As I'm trying to fight through Flim. Yes. I, I, I appreciate the, the context and the, and the background. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Are you watching anything else that's out currently or, or just binging the newsroom? I'm, I'm actually looking for something currently to watch. So here I am. Well, well, if only there was a person on this call who had an unhealthy obsession with television and is constantly looking at new shit and what's coming up. Uh, okay. And, and his, he's known as the walking live version of IMDb. I am... Like Westworld, which I do not recommend that you watch. It's like you're doing with horse hands right now. Somebody uploaded IMDb into my host computer brain. Only murders in the building, Damon. Have you watched that show? No, but I really like Steve Martin. No, I've never been the and biggest. He was fan. a prop comic. <laughs> Steve Martin was a prop comic. I don't know if you know that, Damon, but he's a prop comic. <laughs> Only murders in the building came out last year. <laughs> Got 17 Emmy nominations for its first season, which is in the upper crust. Which is a little high, upper if crust. being honest. Well, the Emmys are trash, which is, I'm not going to do okay. too much digging okay, into that. Okay, that's fair then. One of, one of the funniest things I saw from the Emmys was in the Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series category, they had five women from White Lotus. Wow. Five. So one of them is going to win. Just out of sheer odds. But anyways, only murders in the, the building. White women the white women lotus. Exactly. I was happy that my girl and mortal enemy of Eden, Sydney Sweeney, got a nomination. She's one of those five <laughs> five women of the white lotus. Yeah. Not for Euphoria, though. Not for Euphoria. But. Of course not, because she was a figure skater. And right, Eden, you can't figure skate with boobs like that. Nope. Never. That's that's impossible. No no girl growing up figure skating or doing gymnastics has boobs like that. The physics Look will back up. you Look up on up. this too, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Thank you, Lou Gods. Look it up. <laughs> so I really like Only Murders in the Building. The first season was really good. It's Steve Martin, it's Martin Short, and it's Selena Gomez, which is always the funniest part of this, is that Selena Gomez I love her. is in the mix. Yeah. But they have a lot of by by the time season two is rolled around, they have a lot of chemistry. And you yeah. don't find it that weird that the three of them would be hanging out by themselves. Yeah. That Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez are hanging out? That's yeah, somehow, somehow it works by the time you get to season two. Whereas, you know, if, you, if you're like me and you start 
season two of Only Murders in the Building, like I started P Valley, then you might be thrown a little bit. You might have a similar reaction. But uh, okay, it's just like you said. You know, you gotta you gotta build the context. But it's a it's a great murder mystery show. It's comedic, so it's not it's not as dark and violent as Eden would probably like. Yeah, it's but, not. But it's fun. It's, it's fun, fun and a little dark. A little dark. There's some moments. And the best part of it is that the conceit is that they're making a podcast. So it's a yeah. show about a podcast, a murder, true crime podcast. One of my favorite cameos slash re- recurring bits is Tina Fey plays the highly successful true crime podcast lady that they all love to listen to that inspires their meeting because they're all huge fans of hers and she plays a total d-bag and i just love what tina fey has become in the culture of just pretty much getting to show up and do whatever she wants and she's great there's also nathan lane is in it he's fantastic okay you just sold me i love nathan Lane. jane lynch shows up in the end of the first is she season, in season oh, i was like is she in season two i hope she comes back okay. i think there's room for her to come back but yeah she's she was not, great that, she's not that was a regular, such a yeah. good yeah. show with jane lynch and i'm gonna deliberately go back and watch glee again though no she was so good i need more, I need more jane lynch and then they, yeah they're into their second season and they they set up the second season premise in a cliffhanger at the end of the first season. So they were always kind of anticipating this. And I'm happy that they got like the, the uh, support and the renewal and the fan base to, to keep going. I'm curious to see what they do. Essentially it's about a old school building in New York called the Arconia and all the P and it's one of those very bougie, very political buildings where everyone's kind of a douche to each other and only murders happen there. So that's the premise. So there's that. Damon, how do you feel about Nathan Fielder? Who is that? What Eden said. Okay. <laughs> so that's so that's, <laughs> that's why I had to ask. I'm looking him up now. So Nathan Fielder, okay, he made him. a show called Nathan For You, which was... Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him before. It was on Comedy Central. It's, he's very, very awkward. It's extremely awkward comedy. But the premise of Nathan for you is that he goes around to real people. So it's it's like he's playing an <laughs> accentuated Not version of himself. Not to be confused with Nathan Fillion, who's a stone cold slab of beef that Eden would be a very good kisser. I think Nathan Fillion would be an excellent kisser. I don't think there's any doubt there. But Nathan Fielder would not be a good kisser. He's an awkward comedian who plays an accentuated version of himself. And in Nathan For You, he goes around to real people with real businesses and throws crazy outside-the-box ideas at them. So there was a bar that he, he... that said that their business had gone down since the smoking ban had been instituted. So he tried to come up with a way for people to be able to smoke at the bar. And his solution was to say that it was a performance art piece, like a, a play. And in the play, you could smoke cigarettes. 
and that was the the loophole that he found. So he's a loophole finder. There was another one where he offered, he told like an electronics store or something to advertise like a free television, and anyone could get the free television, but you have to crawl through a small tunnel, and then you come out into a room, and there's an alligator there. And it's like uh, the TV is behind the alligator. So if you get behind the alligator, you can get the free TV. But there's an alligator. So no one went for it. So it's it's really uh, it's absurd. Uh, it's straight up absurd. He's very <laughs> awkward. He makes you uncomfortable. You can't tell if he's joking or not. He He's a he's an odd duck. But he's got a new show called The Rehearsal. And once again, he is interacting with real people. And the premise of the rehearsal is that he's helping people. Oh, that he meets people for the first time. But that he spent, he like goes to painstaking lengths to rehearse that meeting. So he'll build a set. He'll have stand-ins. It's it looks ridiculous. He's he's so eccentric, and I it just came out today. So I'm gonna check it out. It's on HBO, and we'll see how fucking weird it is. But I promise that it'll be weird. The first episodes are. What's up? You know how the first couple episodes are. I will. I will, Damon. I will let you know. I'm. I mean, I'll. Did you ever hear of dumb Starbucks? Do you remember that? Does that does that term ring no, any bells? Nope. Yeah. Sorry. So that was, <laughs> we can't help you. Just swing and a miss, baby. That's why. Yeah, we're that's trying. Why we're trying. To <laughs> so dumb Starbucks. It was like Where? seven years ago, I want to say, and in L.A. in the Valley, there was a store called Dumb Starbucks that was a clone of Starbucks. Except they put a dumb on everything. So it was a dumb frappuccino, a dumb latte, a dumb Americano. Everything was dumb. Same price, same graphics, same look. Totally illegal. But what he did was, once again, this was this was Nathan, is he said it was a performance art piece. Or like an art gallery. Or a live art He sounded show. very strange to me. Very what? Very frat boy humor. Uh, I mean, I don't think this dude is a is a frat boy. He's he's more like a a theater theater kid. Maybe the rehearsal part sounds something very between two ferns, and I was like, okay, that actually sounds kind of cool. Exactly. This one sounds kind of ready. Okay, it, I think it's more in the between two ferns universe because he he's. He was produced okay. by Tim and Eric and, and Zach Galifianakis. Kind of like that alt L.A. comedy scene. Okay. Okay. The weirdos, like you know. So I'm going to check that out. That's today. I saw Thor Love and Thunder. Damon, have you seen that? Are you yeah. interested in seeing that? I did. I saw it on Sunday, so I have enough time to digest it. Have at it. How do you feel about it? I liked. I did not love it. Okay. Oh, really? That's a little disappointing. What what, yeah. what did you feel was lacking? It was almost they leaned too much into the comedy. 
Uh, okay. Too much into being funny. Every like, if I want a Marvel movie, kind of want my Marvel movie. I need more action. I don't yeah. need joke in a Thor. You're not doing a tight five. I need I need action, man. Yeah. Like I feel like Ragnarok did a good job of like balancing it, you know, because yeah. it was just like a light touch of like the self-deprecation and humor. But it was yeah. still like, you know, it also carried some action. weight to it. Yeah. And yeah. When, this one is just now they're bouncing jokes a minute uh, off a minute. So you, you didn't like the goats, Damon? I feel like that's kind of the funny. OK. Now I was like, the goats were funny. You like the goats. Absolutely. OK, that's good. Um, I love Natalie Portman, but her and Chris Hemsworth have no chemistry whatsoever. It's bad. Yeah. I would say, so I like the comedy element. I hear what you're saying. I thought that it was hilarious. I thought the first half of the movie was super funny. Hilariously funny. I was really digging it. I thought that in the second half, when they dig into the Natalie Portman stuff a little bit more, that's when they kind of lost me a little bit. And like you said, there's not a lot of chemistry and like she wasn't very funny in it and they were trying to make her funny. Didn't Here's totally what I will work. say. Is that if it wasn't for Christian Bale. That might have been a borderline bad movie. Okay. Yeah. Christian Bale was sensational. I completely agree with that. I, I do agree with the criticism that they could have used a little bit more of him. I could have used more gore butchering gods. There is one thing. What on earth? The Thor being able to share his power. When did we know he could do this? This came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was for the kids, Damon. That was just for the kids. And we have this place called Eternia or Eternal. Why hasn't he gone there before and just undo this? Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're asking too many. Shit's not adding up for Damon. Important questions here that the math wasn't mathing for. The math wasn't mathing. I mean, he's a god. He's not a scientist. That's Natalie Portman's job. But I hear you. I mean, the yes, the even at one point he powers up a bunch of children with electricity, and they all have his powers. That's what Damon is referring to, and that okay. was one hundred percent just so kids could see this movie and be like, "Wow, Thor can give us powers!" Yeah, gotcha. I get it. Now we can sell action figures and lunchboxes, and hey, great. But yeah. Why is this the first time we did this? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a function of getting older. I I wonder how I would have felt about stuff like this if I was still the real target demo for a lot of this content, you know, which is probably like sixteen and teenagers. Yeah, 16 I was like to sixteen. Seven. And, yeah. And like that was the same thing with the Obi Wan series. It's like there's so much little Leia and. If I was a kid, would I like Lil Leia? Maybe, but I really don't like her now. <laughs> so she is annoying. That's a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It definitely wasn't as good as Ragnarok. I don't think it ever really had a chance of being as good as Ragnarok. I could have used a little more Christian Bale. I could have used a little less Natalie Portman stuff. But I get it. And I think I don't mind just throwing Ragnarok on and rewatching it. There's probably never going to be a time where I want to rewatch this. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Did you see the thing about them cutting out the scenes with Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey? You mean like the really good actors? Yes, the really good actors. Yeah, I did not see that. <laughs> Taika, Taika basically said that he 
cut it out because he thought it didn't fit with the flow. And I think what it was was essentially Gore going around and killing all of them, which is almost exactly what I think they could have used in the first half instead of just being like, yeah, it would have added some weight to it because it's, it's kind of like we get the great cold open. He shows up. Then, then we get all the voicemails essentially when they get service again, they split up from the guardians and then Gore kidnaps some kids and just waits for them to show up. Oh, and one other thing, um, what was the purpose of the whole zoo scene? We could have cut that whole thing out. Nah, you can't cut that out. Absolutely could. He was ass off, Damon. Oh, Russell, Russell, Russell Crowe Crow is ass Russell, off, man. That's out to Sarah, by the way. <laughs> that was that was. I loved it. I, I thought that was hilarious. I mean, could they have could they have cut it? I suppose, but in in funny. lieu of what? In lieu of what? What would you want to say? Moving on. It's moving on. Okay, I mean, I thought I thought the one thing that it did was it it kind of made it seem like Gore had a point, which is that these gods are trash. That the gods are trash. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. So Eden Russell Crowe plays Zeus, and he's doing a start things hilarious. Putting put air quotes here. Putting air quotes. Greek accent, and <laughs> he's a, he essentially comes out and he does a bunch of like parlor tricks with his thunderbolt, and he's doing all this like you know, tossing it nice, and it's nice. exploding <laughs> and he's putting on a fireworks show. And then he's like, so when's the orgy? What the, I thought this was a PG. I thought this was PG. What the? Yeah. That no, does, that does kind of contradict the, what? <laughs> the appealing nature. I didn't know you could say orgy in a PG movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm shocked right now. Oh, Maze, by the way, uh, Russell Crowe walking down the steps My innocent, with, innocent with the skirt. Golden dumpster. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. You can't cut that, Damon. I don't know what you're talking about. Like that little, the little hesitation and the flipping up of the skirt and the little skip down the steps. Absolutely, man. I mean, that was that was worth the price of admission right there. Was just that that whole part. I, I just found it just completely unnecessary to the story, though. Yeah, the only, got, the only thing that came out of it was he got the thunderbolt, yeah. but but we did get the teaser. Of Brett Goldstein as Hercules. Which is, yeah, that's true. Brett Goldstein, who is, who is Roy Brett Kent. Again? What else was he in? He's Roy he Kent from Ted Lasso. That's really all that he's done. He's just like, uh, he's a tall British man who is a writer and comedian and he's got a podcast, but it, he, he blew up because of Ted Lasso, Eden. He got an Emmy. So everybody, and now what's what happens after you get an Emmy on a TV show? Yes, exactly. You enter the Marvel universe. So we'll see if that's like just a one note joke or if he's going to be around and you know that the next Thor movie is probably what three, four years away. So who knows? But yeah, overall, I would say I enjoyed it. I'm, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I think it's like a, it's like a fringe top 10. It's not a. It's not an elite movie. This also may be bringing something else into visions that I think I may have hit my Marvel saturation point on movies. Wow! I never thought I would see the day. Yeah, look at that. Either might be part of growth. Who knows? Eden, Eden, I'm feeling a little bit of a jade. This episode sucked vibe off of this. (laughs) 
The heel turn to set up the <laughs> next heel turn where you come out and say that the next yeah. where you come out and say that Ant Man Quantumania is the greatest Marvel movie ever made and that you're back in. Yeah, that's what I think is happening here, man. All right. Maze is calling right it now. now. Yeah, I'm calling it. Okay. Mark that okay. down, people. Mark that down. We're an hour and Look. forty minutes into this episode. Mark it down. I'm telling you. Oh, how's Zach? Is he alive? Zach's hanging in there. Yeah, he uh, he's got the COVID brain. Uh, it didn't it didn't seem to have too many effects on this week's NFL, but we'll see. Is he still what? As ever. You know, probably less, a little less punny, but he's more self-deprecating now because he's sick, right? So he has to lean into that lane a little bit, which is like, oh, I'm so sick. Oh, my COVID brain. Going for sympathy, going for for the self-deprecating jokes, you know, jokes at his own expense. It allows him to take shittier notes and just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm sick. Aww. It's a good move. It's a good technique. Loki, one of my favorite bits when Zach goes in the end and some some shit. shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good bit. You'll get a good good chunk of that next week. I promise you, that'll definitely happen. But yeah, he's alive. Best wishes to Zach. We all miss him. How many him. weeks, Eden? Three weeks. Is that what you said? Two, two. Last, last, last thirty. The thirtieth. Shy City. Eden returns to Chicago. Look at you and your business trips, man. No, it's oh. not a business trip. This one's a personal. Oh. I'm going to go see Kobe's first solo stage. Yeah. I'm going no with my by the way. With my BTS bestie, and we're gonna go see J Hope perform his first solo stage. That's thrilling. That's a thrilling development. No, before, the day before, because I'm going to the festival the whole 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 day Sunday. So I have a little bit of time on Saturday. Yeah. Damon, just become a BTS super fan in the next two weeks, and then you can hang out with Eden the whole time, you know? I have that kind of time. I got to join the club. I got to get merged. I got to learn their names. It's too much work. What's what's more... I like the female BTS, though. What's more comprehensive? Like the process of becoming a furry or the process of becoming a BTS fan? Like, do you think there's more steps to become a BTS fan? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they have a decade of history oh, that yeah. you have to learn. Yeah, because yeah. furries, furries just, just showed up overnight, Eden. Yeah, yeah well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of furries we're going to disagree with. They went back to Viking uh, Excuse like, me, Eden. On the urns of Dionysus, they were furries. So check yourself. All oh, right? Dionysus, also a BTS song. Dionysus, also <laughs> in Thor, Love and Thunder. That's how you do synergy, folks. That's how you do podcasts. <laughs> I would really love to end right there on that amazing note, but I do have to say one more thing, which is this is our weekly Westworld check-in, Eden. Uh, We're officially in hate watch territory, okay? This is a full-on hate watch. This show is garbage. All right, I think I might have to fire it up just so I can hate watch with you. And in the last episode, Bernard, played by the incredible, highly talented Jeffrey Wright, he has essentially uploaded himself into a supercomputer. He goes in there. Who's waiting for him? Akichita, Zarn McLaren. Why is Zarn McLaren there? Because he's a dope actor now, and he was on Westworld once, so they paid him a bunch of money to come back, <laughs> to come back and yeah. give some really shitty exposition about how Bernard's in a computer now. Does he have any character traits, or does he do anything? No. He's in a suit. It's like The Matrix. 
And he's just sitting there. He's like, this is the deal. You can run as many simulations as you want. A year outside is a million years in here. A hundred million. So what Bernard has done for seven years or 700 million years is run every simulation. Simulation, yeah. For what will happen in the world. Because he's trying to save the world, quote unquote. And then he wakes up from his, from being in like, I don't even know, uploading mode. And he's literally been sitting on a bed in a motel for seven years. He's covered in shit and dust. Literal shit or? Dust. Like okay. caked on dust. Who's waiting for so him? So he Dr. Stranged it? He Dr. Stranged it. And and who's waiting for him? Chris Hemsworth. Or Chris, third Hemsworth. Not Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Ash, Ash, Luke, Luke Hemsworth? Luke Hemsworth. And his name is Ashley in the show, right? His name's Ashley. And he's like, hey, you're back. And now Bernard knows the future and he's being a real dick about it. And everything that happens, he's like testing you to, to see if it's this version of the simulation. It's like edge of tomorrow. He's like, depending on what happens here, we're in this version. And then I have to do this. And it's like, okay, you're being a real douche. Yeah. Kind of being a big, like downer, man. Like kind of being an asshole. No one likes you. So Westworld goes multiverse. No, no multiverse. Okay. Because it's a simulation. It's just the one world, but he's run all the possible outcomes because it's a computer. It's not it's not physics or string theory. It's just computer shit. And and then they, they're still trying to do this like, yeah, it's a buddy cop duo, third Hemsworth and Bernard. They're really trying to push that agenda, huh? <laughs> they they talk about it in the in the post show featurette thing. They're like, yeah, we just love the chemistry of these two guys, and it's so funny. It's like, I they're not funny. They're actively not funny. Like nothing Third Hemsworth has said is funny, and they have no chemistry because guess what? They're both fucking robots, so they have nothing to talk about. And that has been your Westworld corner. We'll be back next week on the mailbag. Oh, one quick thing, and this is um because I looked it up, and you Russell Crowe had to do his scenes twice because oh, they yeah. couldn't decide which yep. accent to use. He did it in the British accent as well, and because Ty- Taika didn't trust that the Greek accent would work, and then he eventually said, "You know what? Let's do the Greek. Let's go Greek." So for Damon Johnson, Eden Liu, Darlene Bresnicki, Emily Sargo, I'm Anthony Mays. We'll see you next week. On the mailbag. Bye. Love you guys.
Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.